no need to whine and shiny blues Have some wine and join us on the Whiny Palooza podcast with Rebecca Green. Welcome to the Whiny Palooza podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Green. I'm a wife, mother of three, and licensed clinical social worker. I also have three fur babies at home, too. My passion has always been to help children and their families. I always dreamed of being a wife and a mother. Parents are always learning through their struggles, failures, and successes and joys. I am no stranger to this wild ride of parenting, and I know behind every great parent lies a team of supportive friends and family. I want to be part of your support system. I want you to know that you are not alone. We are in this parenting world together. Join me every week for insightful discussions with experts on parenting and marriage, as well as other parents who have found the secret to successes in parenthood. You'll learn tips and tricks to make life with your family better than ever. I hope you will follow along with me while we dive into what it takes to achieve a happy family. Hello, everyone. This is Rebecca Green for the Whiny Palooza podcast, and I am so excited to have Tara Valella here with us today. Tara, thank you so much for being here with me. Yes, thank you so much for having me. This is great. Um, I know. I'm so excited. I'm so excited that you're in sunny Hawaii. I wish I was with you. <laughs> <laughs> what is the temperature? Okay. I, just noticed. I, I see the sun. <laughs> Um, what is the temperature today? Um, probably 88. It's pretty, that's the standard, like 88 and sunny. It's like, <laughs> gosh, well, in case you don't know, I'm in Buffalo, New York. I know you're laughing. It is dark. There's a ton of snow and I think it's like 12 degrees. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so anyways, okay. So you can go tough. sledding and build a snowman. So we, we can totally go sledding and go <laughs> snowman. I am going to try to absorb the warmth from Hawaii while we <laughs> So let me tell you about Tara. First and foremost, Tara is a mom. She has two young kids and one on the way. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> oh, your baby bump. She's due in early March. My daughter, Ella, was born on March 3rd, and she is an amazing kid. <laughs> Um, Tara lives on Maui, Hawaii, and I'm so jealous. Her BA is in child psychology from the University of Minnesota. And then after teaching preschool abroad, she went back and received an MA in behavior analysis and became a board certified behavior analysis where she worked in schools, homes, and clinics with families of children with special needs. Her experience working in applied behavior analysis was within the confines of insurance, which is why she broke out and created Aloha Parent Coaching. After utilizing ABA strategies daily with her own kids and talking through the same tips with friends, she knew all parents could benefit from these resources. Aloha Parent Coaching is dedicated to spreading knowledge, support, and guidance so parents have a strategy in place to tackle those frustrating parts of parenthood and build a healthy relationship with their child. Tara is on Facebook, Instagram, and she has free resources with us. And we're going to discuss all of that at the end so that you can find her. So Tara, yes, first of all, 
I love the title of your coaching program. That just makes me want to jump right into it. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> you. Um, let's start with um, what inspired you to become a parenting coach? Well, I, within, um, while I was providing APA services, part of that with insurance is mandatory to do parent training. So I worked with the, with the kids and with the families and then decided, you know, after having my own kids, I noticed how much my parent trainings shifted and changed. And I was like, oh, I can, I feel like I can relate more to these families um, and have more information to give to them as well as, you know, when I'm talking with my friends, I'm like, you don't, why don't people know this? <laughs> um, so I decided to shift away as much as I love working with kids and I've always enjoyed being around kids kind of now that I had my own, I was like, just ready. And I saw such a gap in needs between the services that the kids were getting and then the, the parents and the extra support that they were needing, but not quite getting. And then not just those that have, you know, kids with special needs, but those like every, every parent in general, you aren't given a handbook of like how to raise a child in the hospital when you're bringing home your infant. So <laughs> that's I think about that all the time because I went to school for social work. I took a bunch of trainings and I was counseling families prior to having kids and had all of this knowledge and still was scared out of my mind. So I yeah. was like, if, if I'm scared, I can only imagine how everyone else is feeling. Right, exactly. And that was part of it for me too. I went through some postpartum anxiety once my child, my youngest now was about six months. So it was kind of a, like a later onset. I didn't really know what was going on. And all of a sudden it hit me and I was like, I'm struggling. I don't know how to get through, but in I do know the strategies. I'm just not using them right now, but <laughs> exactly. I know that there. So once I was able to like process and get through that, I was like, okay, this is what this is what needs to be done. This is what I need to do, and why I'm why I'm here. <laughs> exactly, and and I don't know about you, but there's a mom there's a mom in my head and there's a therapist in my head and like the mom has to calm down for the therapist to come out. <laughs> that came out for me when we were trying to sleep train. Oh, so no other. Like the mom is like, just go get your crying child. And my other little behavior analyst is like, but you know, that's going to increase, you know, don't do it. Don't do it. It's on extinction. <laughs> so hard. We definitely have the two voices going. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love that you talk about boundaries. And I think that people don't know a lot about boundaries with their kids. Can you tell people the difference between healthy boundaries and unhealthy boundaries? <laughs> it's a hard yes. one. Well, the big, really the key point um, that I like to drive home with boundaries and setting healthy boundaries is, you know, being able to be consistent. And to me, that's what sets a healthy boundary. So when you're, when you're saying something and you're able to say it and put it out there that this is what's going to happen, this is our rule in the house, and this is what it is, and then sticking to it and keeping with it. Um, and being able to set those boundaries. And then when you're trying to take care of like holding space for yourself and holding space in that 
is so hard to do. So really just being mindful of, okay, is this something I can realistically do? Is it something that I and hold to, or is it something that maybe it's not? And I need to just stop letting that singing it because I know that I'm not going to follow through on being consistent with that. Such a good explanation. And I think that in the heat of the moment, I'm guilty of setting a boundary that I know I'm never going to enforce. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely. Definitely. And that's where it's so hard. To <laughs> and why I also like a big thing that I preach is taking a break. So stepping back, taking yes. a moment before you say something, or if you do set that boundary, if you do say, I'm taking that away, but you know, you're going to end up watching TV at the end of the day anyway, because you're exhausted to to have the extra step in between there. Like, I know I told you earlier that this wasn't going to happen, but because you're listening so great now, <laughs> look at you sitting there, you're quiet. Okay, we can do it. Yes, <laughs> yes. giving yourself some of that space and that wiggle room to be able to feel better about, but and also explaining why you're going back on what you had said earlier. Like, I know I said this, but I do that all the time or I'll say, this is how you can earn it back. And <laughs> the other thing that I'm finding for myself is that I cannot give them a punishment when I'm feeling hot. Like I have to tell them, I will get back to you after I've cooled down. <laughs> right? Perfect. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you, you understand. You're a mom. <laughs> yeah. Mine are just that I have four and five and a half. So they're like just coming through that stage where I feel like I can give them a little bit more space as you don't have to like jump in right away with <laughs> something. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love those oh. ages and I miss the babies. I love that you have one coming. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I missed that. I said, we're excited. <laughs> it's so exciting. It's like the most exciting time and I'm 45. So okay. I said, I said to my husband, okay, fine, we're done. <laughs> fine, I'm too old, fine. <laughs> so other than unhealthy boundaries, what do you think the biggest mistake is that you're seeing parents make right now? Ooh, that's a hard one. Um, I guess one of the big things that stands out to me is we, we spend a lot of time at the playground. <laughs> and I think a lot of people are, you know, at, at playgrounds, they're out with their kids a lot right now. We're, we're with our kids more than probably normal with kids being out of school and all that fun stuff. And one of the big things is transitions. Mm -hmm. um, I see a lot of, uh, parents or I'll, I'll hear them saying, well, two things kind of like, okay, and now, now we're going to, you know, they, there's no warning. So it's a, oh, it's time to leave. We're going to go to the grocery store. Oh, okay. It's time to go. And which is so hard and can be really triggering for kids because they a lot of times need that. So then you'll see them melting down. Um, you'll see that meltdown at the park <laughs> in my mind, of course, like, oh, Maybe, maybe just say like one minute and then at least like a one minute warning. Yes. It doesn't even have to be like on a timer necessarily. It's just a, okay, one more minute of playing and it's time to go. Okay, one minute's up, <laughs> like 10 seconds later. They don't, 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. Being able to give that transition, I think, is a really big thing that I see and I hear a lot, you know, at stores or at the playground. Um, and then the other thing, just kind of with that consistency and follow through when you are at the playground, um, giving to saying no two times only or, or giving a directive two times only. So, hey, it, we're going, it's time to go or it's time to put our shoes on. They don't respond, it's give it again, say it's time to put your shoes on and we have to go. Um, and then by that third time, you wanna make sure that you're helping them put their shoes on or giving them a choice instead of continuing to ask again and again and again, because it's at that point just going in one ear and out the other. So it's not helpful <laughs> to keep asking the same thing when you're not getting any response. Oh yeah, that's such good advice. My daughter Lily is nine and um, she's the youngest and she hates when I rush her. She hates it. It's the, it's the heart of every single meltdown. So I'm not perfect. None of us are perfect, but like I have to watch the clock because what happens is I lose track of time and I'm like, hurry up, get your shoes on. We have to go. And she freaks out. And I'm like, you know, like after like 50 times, I'm like, okay, you see the pattern. Like you have to right? Like you have to stop rushing her. So if I watch the clock and keep track so that I can give her warnings, the difference is just like unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> right? So true. I mean, yeah, there'll be some mornings where if I don't have my alarm set and my, I have to get my daughter to school, I'm like, we gotta go <laughs> finish our breakfast and then you have to get your shoes on. Hopefully I made a lunch for you. Like, let's go. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh God. And it's, and then she's all stressed out and like crying by the time she's walking into school. I'm like, sorry, you know. It was my fault that we started out like on the wrong foot, but <laughs> oops, oops, it happens. It totally happens. We're talking about having more peaceful homes. And I love that you talk about a peaceful home. Mm -hmm. can, can you help us have a more peaceful home? What tip, <laughs> what other tips do you have? <laughs> I consistency, 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 and when you can kind of going into consistency is getting the kids involved. So, hey, what are some things, what are some boundaries, what are some rules that we can set as a family that we can have and hold each other accountable for, especially with the, with the older kids too, and really making them feel valued and like a part of that environment and that that's something that they set up, um, I think is really important piece so I mean even with the you know younger ones you, we can still do that as well like everyone can have some some kind of a way to get their kids involved in what what is okay being kind after you eat you can put your dishes in the sink and you know all the all the praise um really catching your kids being good too so and it can be for the smallest thing just to keep it light and so you're not always being negative saying no, 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 um, but, you know, oh, look at you being so quiet today. Thanks for not whining. <laughs> I know, right? Thank you so much for being so well-behaved. You are so right, and a psychologist said to me, you know, 
she was mimicking parents saying, do your homework, clean up, yeah. pick that up, listen to me, come back here. And she just went through a bunch of stuff that we say all day. And she's like, if someone was barking all of that at you, would you feel good about that person? Right, exactly, exactly. So it's, yeah, there's so, so many different little things that go into it, but, you know, building, really building that rapport and that connection with your kid. And in one of the ways to do that is just catching them being good because as much as they might need to be reminded to put their dishes away or to finish their homework, they also are doing good things too. And so why not, you know, praise them for that and remind them that those are, that's what we're looking for. <laughs> 100%, totally agree. Um, which brings me to communicating with our kids. Yes. So we don't wanna bark at them all day and we wanna catch them <laughs> doing things right. Um, how can we as parents communicate better with our kids? What can we do? Keep it short and simple. <laughs> there it is. You know, instead of those long um, directions or kind of going on and on, giving them lectures about what happened, keeping it short to the point. Um, and then as, as they get older and they have the ability um, to, to know and to understand why they're doing something or why they're seeing something a certain way to really engage them in that conversation, but in allowing them to express that feeling safely, but being able to just keep in, keeping it short and simple, you know, especially if you're trying, they did something they're not supposed to, we don't want to go on and on and on about why it was wrong and what could have happened and blah, 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 because they're not listening. So just, this isn't right. Like what happened, like tell me from your, your perspective, like what happened? What was, what happened with that? This is not something we do here. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right because we go on and on and on and you can see their eyes glazing over. <laughs> They just walk away. Yes, I know. They're like, are you done yet? Yeah. <laughs> um, what is the biggest challenge that you see your clients having right now? The biggest challenge I see is just keeping the, holding boundaries and feeling, finding time for self-care for themselves, especially when you're home, working from home, especially, um, and you have the kid right next to you who's supposed to be in school, but it's not. So just being able to find moments and little tiny pockets of self-care, um, mm. being able to give to yourself so that you're able to then move and hold those healthy boundaries and to set those and be consistent and remember all these other little things that are thrown at you. Because there's so much information that's just out there in the world. You know, you have reels on Instagram and you have YouTube videos and parenting books and all this like TikTok, all these things. So just being able to focus, to center in and say, okay, I, I'm going to take my deep breaths. I know that I need to recenter and I need to find some time for self-care, have some hot coffee, have some tea, center, and then I can kind of move forward and take time where I need it and feel like that's okay to do. I think you nailed it because you and I know how important that is, but 
the amount of women who have told me that they feel guilty. Yes. I mean, how do we get them to not feel guilty about self-care? <laughs> so hard. <laughs> we, just talk, we just talk about it all the time. <laughs> I mean, and, and, you know, I love to give examples of when they can, you know, to not feel bad to spend extra two minutes in the bathroom or to shut yourself in your room for, you know, set a timer for one minute or put a show on for the kids and just real concrete examples of how you can do that and that it's not a bad thing. No. And, and I think it makes us such a better mom. And mm -hmm. I think that if people realize that it'll make you a better mom, maybe they could feel less guilty. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's been like two years of this pandemic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So how have you seen this affect kids and parents? Like what are you seeing with people from this pandemic? <laughs> so much. So yeah. yeah. I was gonna say it's a really I feel like two sides and two families getting to spend extra time together and that's beautiful and that's great that may have not had that time but then parents like super stressed out and not sure what to do because they can't go maybe to the gym where they normally would get self-care so right. they are feeling stuck um, mm. families are feeling more torn apart so it's kind of I feel like there's two groups <laughs> and a lot of times they're enmeshed as well like I really love spending time with my family but I need a break but <laughs> oh I know it's so true it's so true there's so many challenges to it but there's some benefits too and I think that we forget that right 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 okay. yes I do like the extra time together yeah <laughs> Um, they were home from school for a long time, and we had a lot. Yeah, a lot we her, yeah, we had an extra. She's in kindergarten, so this is. She had six months, like six. She was in preschool for like six months, and then didn't wasn't in anything, and then started for like a year, and then started kindergarten. Um, but winter break went like an extra week, and then it was virtual for a week. And <laughs> I then, know. Oh, she's kindergarten. We're not. <laughs> Poor thing in kindergarten. Oh my goodness. I will tell you that I think it's really taught parents and children and teachers to be more flexible because we don't really have a choice. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> what do you like best about what you do? What do I like best? Yes. Um, just building that connection and being that support for those moms and those families that need it, you know, and being able to build part of our program. Um, we have a community support where to help moms build each other up as well and to connect with one another because it's so important, especially now to find a good group, a positive group of women who are going through similar struggles and being able to help each other out, even though it's online, <laughs> it's not face-to-face, -face, so it's still not the same, but it's definitely a huge help. And just being able to be that kind of one-stop shop so parents don't have to be so spread thin. I mean, 
I think I have like five parenting books that, you know, I'm guilty. Like you read a chapter in and then you set it down and you're like, got it. I can do this now. <laughs> and you forget it. Um, so that's kind of where, you know, this all came from as well. It's like, this needs to be all set in stone and one place that people can go to and they come together and just to build those healthy relationships with their kids and to have happier, more peaceful homes. <laughs> It's so, it's so needed. It's so nice that you're doing this. What would you say your own biggest challenge is right now? Um, for me, I think one of the things I constantly have to remind myself is the balance. So even though I talk about it and I talk about go through strategies and I have tips and tools, it's still one of the things that's hard to manage is that balance. And I think just as a, as a mom, it's just something that you kind of always <laughs> daily are daily. Like dealing with like my laundry. I don't, I'm not great at laundry. I don't, <laughs> I'm not great at meal prep. I don't, I don't meal prep. It's like a day of kind of thing. So being able to prioritize and task and, you know, what's more important at what time, um, working family life, like the kids, are they going to go on a hike today or are we going to do some cooking? <laughs> um, I know it's, it's a daily action step, right? Everything, <laughs> everything is, it's a day-to-day -day thing. <laughs> totally. What do you think the best advice is that you've ever gotten? Mm, best advice that I've ever gotten. Get outside. <laughs> yes yes even in the snow my parents are in wisconsin um i grew up in minnesota so they're they're you know uh winter lovers as you have to be which i i appreciate so much because i could never do it but you know they're they're always like just get outside i know you're having a hard time what just go out just go outside <laughs> so everyone listen go get outside <laughs> go outside and you're done listening <laughs> Find so, something, 10 minutes <laughs> free agree and you know my favorite thing to do is take a walk and listen to a podcast so maybe people are listening to us yes. while they're walking <laughs> so I have to ask how did you end up in Hawaii I we were actually <laughs> <laughs> and all over um, we were actually in North Carolina before here and I was offered a job out here, um, working in a clinic with a nonprofit and decided to take it. So my husband grew up in Los Angeles, so he's into surfing, as you can tell, <laughs> surfboards. Um, and I'll, you know, I always enjoyed like the warmer weather and the beaches. And so we're like, well, let's, let's do it. That'll be a fun adventure for like, a year or two, um, but it's been almost three years, so we are still here, and we don't have any plans right now to, to moving back, but um, yeah, so after the pandemic hit, I worked for that nonprofit about six months, and then they cut the role, so <laughs> it's a, it's a like, fabulous well, we're here, and now we're, you know, going to enjoy it and enjoy being 
not having any thing holding us down really. Um, yeah. That's awesome. I love that you live there. Yeah. It's very cool. What else do you want to share that I didn't think to ask you? <laughs> just that I just want everyone to under like just give yourself grace <laughs> everyone listening just needs to give themselves grace during this time and understand it's hard and it's hard on everyone no parent is perfect we're all going through things we're all we all have our things so just give yourself grace <laughs> and you you can do this you know you have find your support, find your people. Such good advice. Um, tell everyone um, about your free resources and your free group. Tell everyone where to find you. Yes, you can find me. Oh, the thing. Um, you can find me at, I have a 18, a guide of 18 ways to help set healthy boundaries. And you can find that over at alohaparentcoach.com backslash F backslash <laughs> healthy boundaries. Um, and then on Facebook over at Aloha Parent Coach, I have a group over there. So if you find the page, I can invite you into the group. It's a private group. Um, but I think if you have that linked down below in the guide as well, that'd be great. Um, and I go live there once a week. So we do Q and A's. It's a free Facebook group. So you're welcome to come in with any kind of questions. And there are some additional resources there as well on taming tantrums and increasing your patience. Mm. So we all need all that. Fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'll need more patience. Well, <laughs> it has been so nice talking to you today. You as well. Thank you so much for having me. This has been great. Thank you for your time. I know how busy you are. Yeah, of course. Rebecca Green, reminding everyone to spend every day laughing, learning, and loving. Thank you for tuning in to the Whiny Palooza podcast. If you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. While you are there, leave a review. I love to hear your feedback. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>